this is Sarah. And you're listening to How Much Do We Love, episode number 94. Yes. Um, we received a lot of entries for the cocktail contest. We'll be ready probably by the next episode with some results. It might be it might be longer than that. I don't know. We're you know, we're across the country, got, so we have to make them all separately and we got a lot of recipes, so it might be a couple a, of weeks. And it wasn't as if um all the recipes had the same ingredients. No, you people uh It's quite a grocery list. It's quite this this cocktail contest may put us in the poorhouse. <laughs> it might. It just might. But uh, it's the, worth it because we love it. And you. it's a delightful thing because there are a lot of them are interesting ingredients that are fun to have around the house. All I the will, time. I will just say right now that I'm not going to say what it is, but one ingredient was a booze that I have not was not familiar with. I'm drinking some of it right now, and maybe my new favorite thing in the world. And I'm I'm drinking some leftover supplies from last year, actually, Ooh. right now. Um, I'm having some of the blood orange bitters, which were introduced to us last year, which I'm in love with now. Yes. And I'm using my cute little cocktail stirring sticks that we bought at the oh. Vinnie's. When, remember those little? They're cute. They're like. They're, they make me feel fancy, like I have a stirrer, even when I'm at home. Now, speaking of little cocktail stirrers, um, yes. we received an excellent goodie box from mm-hmm. our listener, Jennifer, and she is the your host at veganlunchbox.com, mm-hmm. and she actually wrote in to tell us that the name of that um, Latin American Muzak song yes. was called Patricia. Oh, of course. And she was completely right. And um, so there you go. And uh, I mentioned that I enjoy bento boxes, which we'll talk about at some point because I do like making a cute lunch. And she said, oh, I didn't know you like bento stuff. And she sent me this box of completely adorable bento supplies and whatnot and included uh, a little bag of super cute wooden picks for us to use in the cocktail contest that are painted. And she also sent in a really good looking recipe. So, so Jennifer, thank you. You guys check her out at veganlunchbox.com. I felt bad because I was so excited to take a lunch in the box she sent me. And I didn't, I realized when I got to work, I was like, hmm, it's full of meatloaf. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the irony, the uh, the irony, but um, it's adorable. And I'm the envy of everyone at work with my super cute lunches, but we'll talk about that in another time. Um, In another time, we'll talk about another things we love. Yes. So let's talk about... that's what we do. We talk about things we love. And right now, we both had one of these moments where I'm like, well, I kind of like this right now. And Sarah was like, me too. Yes. What is it? We're both starting our day with delicious iced coffee. Oh, I love it. I Now, do you remember... I have distinct memories of the first time I even tried any iced beverage, iced coffee beverage. I was like, this is weird. Coffee being cold, that's strange. Mm. I did but, not have um, that reaction. I um I love, love, love iced coffee. And mine getting to my ritual now has been a progression of starting with the iced latte mm-hmm. at Starbucks. Right. And then deciding that it was very expensive getting an iced latte when yes. they were just basically putting in espresso and filling the rest with milk. Right. So then I started ordering iced coffee there. And then I take a big, big slug out of it and um top it off with some half and half and it's yes. perfect. I just asked them to leave room. I enjoy that first big slug. I, Do you get the sweetened? No. Me neither. No, I don't like the sweetener that they use there. It's not even, it doesn't even taste Splenda-y. I don't taste... put sugar in my coffee, so I like it plain. Yeah, I, I like, like it with milk or cream. So then I moved on from that to, like, uh, right now Doug and I are working together um, in the mornings. So I brew a pot of coffee at night. 
And um, my coffee pot has like a thermal carafe. Oh, you have that, the same one that I have that I don't ever use? Uh, it's a little different than yours. Um, I wanted the one you have that has the grinder, but you told me not to get it. Yeah, I was going to say, you can have mine if you want. <laughs> Uh, I have this other one that our friend Colleen actually gave me oh, years okay. ago. And I, so I brew my coffee at night and then I put the carafe into the refrigerator. So in the morning perfect. I have nice, perfect, cold coffee. It's a little cloudy looking, but that doesn't bother me. Well, then um, you put it in a fancy travel cup. You can't see it. Exactly. And I'm right now, and this is my other frustration with, um, Starbucks brand yeah is that I never feel like when I make Starbucks coffee at home it tastes as good mm-hmm. and I'm always of course I'm like are they trying to trick me is there something going on and um when my house guest Christine left um left our place this spring she got me and dug this big gift box from Julius Meinl oh here in town. well there you go and this coffee is rocking my world. I love it. They, this gift box, first of all, it was just gorgeous. And how much do we love a good house guest who leaves you something like that? Love it's it. awesome. And it had like three um, air tight, like bricks of yeah. coffee. And I'm in love with it. It and It's so good. And um, it's such good coffee. And it's just as good as when I get the coffee at the Julius Meinl store, which is satisfying. How to much me. do you love that Julius Meinl store? Yeah, we have two that one's now. like I've been to two the much, one on I think it's Southport. Southport. Yeah, we just got yes. one on Lincoln and Montrose as well. Oh, I think even closer. There's plans for them to go even and but I know you can get their coffee at gourmet shops around the country. And there's I've been hearing whispers that right now they only have stores in Chicago and in Vienna. Mm-hmm. But they're they're hoping to um, kind of mm. become a big deal. I love going there because they have table service for your coffee, it's which is so enjoyable. Cute. Well, I've only went there once, and you know who took me there was our mutual friend Sherry. That's who, who I was going to guess. I feel yes. like I've run into her there. Well, like, she will. She drives all the way there to get her. She's a she's a coffee aficionado. I am not, you know. But um, she discovered that place, and now I think it's the only like the only coffee that she will make at home. It's a very good. Um, I. It's a very good place for. Oh, I want to meet a friend for. Um, afternoon. It's like, very it's elegant. Good, yeah, I love it. They have good chicken salad too, but that's. That's beside the point of loving iced coffee. Let's talk about chicken salad on a future episode. Oh, gosh, I love chicken salad. Yeah, we have to talk about that because there's a the whole grape or no grape thing. Um, uh, <laughs> you can guess which I think argument. I know the answer for you. <laughs> you can guess which side of the aisle I fall on in that argument. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 don't, I don't really like Starbucks coffee, but I find that I can tolerate it more in the iced version. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my friends were here from Los Angeles the other week. You know them, actually. And... Oh. Um, we were out cruising around, and at some point we were like, oh, let's get a drink at Starbucks. And it was hot, and we'd been kind of running around doing errands. And they had these super cute travel mugs, but they were, like, thermal for cold. They're mm-hmm. light blue, and they're tall and very skinny. And they have this super cute dome top that screws on. They like, have a straw? Yes! That's the one I have! No! Are, are you kidding me? With the, like, um, the straw has stripes on it? Oh, mine doesn't have stripes, but does it have a little groove on it so your straw will never all the yes, way fall out? that's what I, I want to talk that. about. I love it so much. I bought one for all three of us. It's like, do you guys oh. want one of these? I will buy them for you as a present. And they were on sale for like six, eight dollars or something. I feel like we got ours as a gift from someone, but I, it's my, it's my favorite. I love when that coffee cup is clean. And it's perfect like, for the grande iced coffee. Yes, it's like two dollars. 
So here's the thing though, every time I take it to a Starbucks, they don't understand how the straw works. And here's how it works. It's got a plastic like permanent, you know, not permanent, it comes out, but you know, a non-disposable straw that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a hole in the top, like the way that the Slurpee dome lid snaps on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the straw at the bottom of it has like a, like an inch from the bottom has a little sort of lip. Yes. Kind of jutting, you know, around it to make it thicker. So when you put you have to put the straw in and then put the top on and feed the straw through the hole in the top. And then the right. straw can't fall out. Well, every time I give it to the barista, they are confused. They put it in upside down or they just, I finally say, just just, just leave the top off. And I'll have to do it myself. I'm thinking, I bought this from Starbucks. So well, it's you not feel like, like some crazy product. Like some, a big corporate place like that would have like a full like evening powwow training seminar about the new dome lids and, and the groove and, straws it seems and, and, and i like it because so it's got the double wall right so it keeps mm-hmm. your drink really cold but it doesn't get all um sweaty and wet on the outside and it's got a little bit of rubber on the bottom the which um makes it not skid off and it's kind of like a built-in coaster too when it's sitting at your desk yes. no wait so yours is solid light blue mm-hmm. and it doesn't have a pattern on the straw no what it's also the straw it's see-through yeah, light blue but light blue i well mine's at work i feel like mine has a pattern on it like stripes like a, or maybe a plaid i feel like there's some other color on it i feel like i've seen those like mm-hmm. that so I, I i believe you yeah mine, mine could be purple i have the crazy color blindness it's a, either light blue or it's purple interesting well i, I love that we both have that cup a- I know. As That's you started so talking good. about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, not only are we going to have this, oh my God, I love iced coffee moment, but oh my God, I love that cup. Well, you know what? The last week I, I stopped at Starbucks twice on the way to work to get iced coffee. And really the reason I did was because I wanted to use the cup. Uh-huh. I'm going to say that if I hadn't had the cup, I wouldn't have stopped. I was like, oh, I've got my cup. I can get iced coffee. Gotcha. It's enjoyable. That's good. That's a good product if it's making you stuff for coffee. Yes. Congratulations, Starbucks. You got me again. You got me again. <laughs> Here's my $2.12. Um, <laughs> I also feel somewhat triumphant buying a big beverage from Starbucks that only costs $2. Yes, that's the other satisfying thing about a nice coffee there. Yeah. And, but I got to tell you, brewing the Julius Meinl thing at home oh, is that's even better. satisfying. That would be awesome. Now I know some of some of you might um, write in with recommendations of making coffee ice cubes. Mm. I've thought about that, but frankly, I kind of like the little bit of watered downness because I one of my other joys of iced coffee is drinking it all and then drinking the coffee water later. I like it. Hmm. When your ice melts, I drink. No, I, I always drink. I get it. I just don't think I agree. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> just saying. I also find that if I have a large coffee in the morning, it's unfortunate for everyone around me because it makes me a little crazy. I'm a fast talker, as it is. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden, I I realize I'm talking like this, and I'm really excited, and I can't finish the sentence. And then I realize I probably next time should have them do half decaf and half regular because that's a little too much coffee for me. I don't usually drink that much caffeine at once. They don't do do the iced decaf. Really? Someone told me they did. Here in Chicago, they don't, because you always hear people in front of me in line who are like, I'd like an iced decaf coffee. And they're like, well, we have to do an iced Americano if you want it to be decaf. Decaf, I just Decaf, that's special. Um, that sounds German. It does. Decaf, decaf. All right, so we love iced coffee, and incidentally, we love our travel mugs. It's a bonus one. Okay. Well, the next one's something that I love. How much do we love 
makeovers. Love them. Or a before and after. It's mainly the before and after that I live for. Right, because it doesn't have to be a makeover on a person. It can be, um, you know, a thing where they re- they make over somebody's home. Or what was that British that British series where they would completely redo somebody's garden while they were at they were at, uh, away what and it would that? be a surprise. Oh, it was the best show, and it nice. had the woman named Charlie, and the host was Alan. Alan. Uh, it was Titmarch. kind of like Trading Spaces, except it was a garden space or something like that. It was. It called. was called. Oh, I just thought of it recently too. But Trading Spaces is another one, except that the American one is stupid, but the BBC yeah. one was great. Same thing with What Not to Wear. Yes, I loved the original sassy ladies on what not to wear but i hate the american ones mm. i also like anytime there's sort of an oprah type thing where they're going to make over some like harried down and out mo- not harry harried down and out moms they might be harry um yeah. and then they make them over and then they're all of a sudden they're confident and youthful i love it i love the reveal i love then when they cut to the before yes totally that's why i watched the biggest loser Oh, absolutely. Because I love to see the before and after. It's just so exciting to me. I love it. I was just watching an Oprah Today, which I think was actually a two-part series where they did like the whole Harpo Studios, um, just brought in tons and tons of hairdressers, and they did something like a hundred different makeovers. Oh, wow. So it was like a rapid fire of extreme haircuts and takeovers it was really satisfying i like it when they have to make some kind of triumphant entrance like they have to break through a wall of paper or oh yes you know it's so fun like on the the before pictures you've got to like kind of be kind of frowny right you're always unhappy because it was before (laughs) um here's what made me think of this today i was at work and one of my coworkers, she's, she's talking and i'm just not listening to anything she's saying because all i can look at are her eyelashes oh my i was like lady have the most amazing eyelashes I've ever seen. And she's like, yeah, they're not real. Like, what? <laughs> she said, didn't you look on my blog? Because she writes a, like a cosmetic and fashion blog. She's really uh-huh. awesome. They're hair eyelash extensions. What? They are actually like bonded, like the way they glue hair extensions in to her eyelashes. Now. I've never heard of that. I'm intrigued by it and I won't get them probably, but I, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm in, I like to think about the idea. But what's awesome about it is she said, didn't you see my blog? There's a before and after. At which point, I immediately took out my phone and texted to Rob, remember this for later, makeovers and before and afters. <laughs> right? Love Didn't it. I? Yes, you did. And then I went and looked, and there was a picture of this eye with just regular, sad, boring mm. lashes, and then a picture of the eye with fabulous, luscious, long lashes. They look amazing. Mm. I didn't even know that existed, but the before and after was like, wow. I love to look at websites where they show before and after of plastic surgery. Yeah. I love to look at websites where they show before and after of, like, Photoshop airbrushing. I just, I don't know why it's mesmerizing to me. There's something satisfying about the the change. Usually satisfying, but I love it. I love it. Well, usually the people are just so happy. Yeah, exactly. It's enjoyable. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, any makeover show is enjoyable to me. And I love the, yeah, I'm trying to think of more examples, but I, I feel like, that's, well, there's that's lots really of, all it is. Yeah, there's lots of the house kind of ones. Trading yes. spaces, garden. Oh, okay. I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up when, we, when we're done and I'll go, oh, right, that's what it's called. But I loved that show. And... Ground Force. Ground Force, yes! Yay! I just actually clapped. I was, I was Googling <laughs> trying to find it and I wasn't finding it, but I saw something called Ground Farce. And I'm like, that's not right. 
It's only one letter Ground away. Force. Yeah. Ground Force. Oh, is that still on? If you guys, if that's still on BBC America, I loved it. It's a good one. So like, it's a surprise. Someone in the household sets it up and then they take yeah. this person away. So like Doug would set it up and then say, hey, Rob, we have to go visit my parents in Santa Barbara or whatever, right? Make up some trip. They would go out of town. And then meanwhile, the Ground Force team would come in and completely redo their sad, sad yard into some amazing outdoor space. And then the person, and it's always down to the wire. Oh, they're on the way. They're calling on the cell always. phone. They're on the way. And they're, you know, clearing the debris away and putting in the last things. And the, the stuff that they came up with was amazing. Now, are you, did, did you watch the Extreme Home Makeovers? Do you watch those? Um, I watched it once or twice. And I think I, 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 like, I liked it because it was a makeover show. But then there was a little too much, like, emotional yeah, that's string what that pulling was, for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Exactly my thoughts on it. Like, I just really, I enjoy a makeover yeah. show, but I don't enjoy feeling like I'm getting yeah. manipulated. A no, lot. for me, it's just like the magic of making something from nothing. It's like why I like Top Chef and Project Runway. Like yeah. they have these raw ingredients and they have to come up with something amazing, and they do. I love it. Well, it's sheer genius is full of before and afters. You usually get in. I have to. There's two challenges, so you get two rounds of before and after pictures. I might have to try it. I think I watched the first ep- first episode and was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, last year when the yeah. when the woman from my salon was on it. Oh, yes, right. Okay, so uh, what's the next one? This one's more mine than yours, I think. It is a little bit, but I agree with you. All right. It's summertime. Yes. It's August, and you know what that means. How much do we love tomatoes? Tommy. Now, tomatoes, a lot of people do not enjoy the tomato. So you can substitute here for some other seasonal produce that you enjoy. (laughs) But there is nothing better than some big, huge heirloom tomato cut in thick slices, you know, on a sandwich with mayonnaise and salt and pepper or a caprese salad you enjoy. Caprese salad is where it's at for me. Like I am all about summer tomatoes for caprese salad specifically. I could eat it every night for dinner uh, and I would be so happy. I'm not growing them this year, but remember two years ago when I was doing the crazy gardening? I think I talked about it. So many beautiful different kinds of tomatoes. I was picking like armfuls of tomatoes every day and I was just We had that as a topic that we loved. We loved the plant names of crazy tomatoes. Exactly. That was part of them. Um, But I went to the farmer's market on Sunday and was so excited to get some really pretty beautiful tomatoes. And I took one to work today. I sliced it up and I had it on a sandwich on a toasted sandwich with some mayonnaise and salt with a little bit of avocado and a couple of spinach leaves mm. oh it was so good but I, I i will just slice a tomato salt and pepper done yes well because if it's really good you don't need to do much else and i think a lot of people just have never had a, a good tomato yeah really oh, there's a lot that. of really lousy tomatoes out there that's well sure. and if they're not in season they're just really not going to be good so but late summer, are the same way which Peaches. Peaches. Oh, we have two peach trees on my property. Peaches are not good. They're just not good. No. They look good. Like a tomato looks good sometimes. But yeah. If it's not good, eh. I actually bought a white peach at the farmer's market. It was disappointing. It turned out it wasn't as good as the white peaches on the tree in my driveway, which were excellent. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like Judy Garland in every MGM movie. You discovered that what you really were looking for was in your own backyard. Exactly. Literally. There you go. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We the next time I'm looking for peaches, I won't go any further than my own backyard. Oh, thanks, Judy. You're welcome. 
So I love tomatoes. I love you can, and I love that you can just chop them up and toss them with some pasta with a little olive oil. I mean, it's, they're just they're so versatile. And then you get like the you know the plum tomatoes, which you can make sauce out of, like the San Marzanos and. Oh, remember when I did the crazy canning when I picked 65 pounds of tomatoes and then was canning for days, for literally, days. literally canning for days. Um, so my landlord is growing tomatoes in his garden next to the chickens. And uh, I came home the other day and there was a little plate of tomatoes on my front step. Oh, that's very Iowa to me. Like- it was so nice. Well, I guess he had a, a whole bunch of them all came, you know, became ripe at the same time. So he just kind of passed them around the neighborhood. My, uh, my mom, when we moved, because I grew up living out in the country, and we always had a huge vegetable garden, but when we moved into the city, my mom would always at least plant like three or four tomato plants and mm-hmm. usually some broccoli, like mm-hmm. stuff that we were going to have regularly. Right. But that did not stop people from dropping off bags of <laughs> tomato. And then a little bit later in the summer is when you start getting bags and bags of zucchini. Oh, no, that's earlier. Is that earlier? Yes, oh. summer tomatoes are late summer, but zucchini is early summer, and I am and getting like, bags of zucchini every week with the CSA. And I actually did plant one zucchini. Tons, tons <laughs> yeah, I do love zucchini too. Me too. Yum. And listeners, I have an excellent zucchini bread recipe that is will never fail you. Let's do that on another episode. Okay. I love zucchini bread. Oh, it's so good! It's really good. All right, so we're running out of time. Um, I wanted to give you guys a heads up that you know, you know, we love Kathy Griffin. My Life on the D-List. Well, this Sunday, um, today is Wednesday, and I think this is going to get posted tonight, but it might go up tomorrow. Um, But tomorrow, which is Thursday the 7th, was an episode that was shot right here in Silicon Valley, and my friend Rob, not you, a different friend Rob, Rob, my other friend (laughs) Rob, your podcast Rob, and he's California Rob, I do that all the time, he's going to be on it. And I don't want to Very say anything exciting. else about it, but we can't wait. We're actually going to have a viewing party. We're all going to our friend's house to watch it together. And we're just hoping he doesn't, uh, he, he, he sort of escapes unscathed. I can't wait. I, I can't wait. Because you know they're going to give him a na- a title? Of course. You know how I they get... always like give somebody a, ca- like a title as a caption? Sassy assistant. Yes. Bigelow reporter. Right. I can't it. wait to see what his is. Oh, I can't wait. He's oh, a little yay. apprehensive, but I just can't wait. Of course. Um, That'll be fun. And then so, we have lots uh, of cocktails. Does he tonight. play Segway Polo? No, he doesn't, but he's at okay. Segway Polo. Okay. And he goes to lunch with her, and he goes to a black tie event with her. The and a few others. The fur, fur the fur ball. Fur so ball. Yeah. I, don't I saw the trailers, but I yes. and I knew that he was in the in the episode, so I was trying to guess which section he's in. I can't wait. I know it's going to be awesome. I, we're so excited. Um, he's great. He's actually awesome. He runs um, an internet radio station for those of you who like to listen to music, like maybe while you're at work. It's a toastradio.com. It's a live 365 station. He has really interesting mix of all kinds of music. So check it out, toastradio.com. And um, that's it. We got to wrap it up. We do. So stay tuned. In the next couple episodes, we're going to have our summer cocktail winner. Yes. We'll give you some more reality show captions that um, oh, right. that you've been sending in at podcast at howmuchdoelove.com. Did you like the Jungle Marge sent one in? Loved them. Just cracked me and up. And I think we should close by saying um, welcome to the world to little <gasps> Abigail, our friend Allison, who's a topic on the show and avid listener, had her first little baby girl, Abigail. Welcome. How much do we love Abigail? Hey, we love new babies of our friends. All right. We hope you are doing, you and the the Allison family are doing great out there, Al. And um, we will see you all next time on How Much Do We Love. Bye, guys. Bye.